I just, I just, I just want to say that we are the most consistent anime podcast in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you guys are the only ones I listen to. Still, the only anime podcast that I care to listen to at this time. Thank you know, you. That, we appreciate that you. Genuinely means a lot. Like people don't actually understand that, that how much that actually means because, mm. like, for us, for well, minus Islander in here today. But, listen, shout out to the fallen. <laughs> but for us, for like, who just randomly came up with this idea just to do this almost two years ago now, mm, mm. for us to have people listen to us just talk a lot of shit most of the time, and sense. Yeah, and I was saying that. And a lot of sense. It, it, for nah, it, it genuinely means a lot, so thank you, bro. It does mean a lot. If anyone is random is wondering, like you know, who that random voice is, <laughs> we got a guest today. Special guest on the special in the building show. We've got to step it up for. Yeah, we're about to snap it up. Intros. Show John. Yeah, I'm. I'm real happy to be here, guys. Uh, it's like based on that concept that you just said. I remember one of the earliest things being an anime watcher was talking to other anime watchers mm. and it was far and few of us before there was all these sites and now podcasts and all these various medias yeah. it was a jump on an instant messenger thing and tell your boy you're watching whatever it was tonight and then after you watched it did you watch it and what did you think of xyz scene and da 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 da, da. so now seeing how the culture's progressed that mm. it's now an open topic in podcasts yeah, it's just it's just expanded. Did you find that when you was younger and you was watching anime, like you had to keep like a big secret? Yeah, because yeah, people wanted to try and mock the thing in it. Yeah, like, they, they tried to mock it. Like they didn't understand. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah, I remember them, them days. Hey, Dragon Ball Z, yeah? Nah, bro. I was ashamed. <laughs> I, I, I was I was the kid in the playground. I did it loud and proud. Like me and one of my other boys. Like during break time, I I was kind of like a drifter. So sometimes I'd play football or sometimes I'd be playing British Bulldog um, other times I'll be wow. with my boy we'll be that's an old school choreographing flipping Kamehameha to each other like yeah see I'm not gonna lie to you you be out there there are people walking by like this guy <laughs> that's what <laughs> bro, bro you couldn't do that in blue coats like if anyone caught you trying to do a Kamehameha someone would slap you and say Look, watch my moves like no dog <laughs> top go secret go this bro yeah that, exactly that exactly that <laughs> So what's happening with you guys? What are you watching? We did. Yeah. Well, let me let me set the, the scene. Like right now, mm. as the mental health advocate I am, I'm seeing how important it is, especially in the current circumstance. Lockdown measures have caused like social anxiety as well as um, say, ag- agoraphobia, where people don't want to come out of their house because of the fear anxiety levels are high not only that government funding has been cut 
to deal with the economics, but I'm saying mental health is important. If the, the mind isn't, if people are not being able to get the resources they need to keep mental stability, how's the economy gonna, you know, fare anyway? So that's why I'm here today and tomorrow and every other day for the rest of my life mm. talking about mental health. Okay, so I've got a question for you. For obviously for our listeners who don't know who you are, like, who is Shojon? Damn, I didn't prep for that. I didn't prep for that question there. Who is he? Um, I mean, when you ask who is Shojon, I mean, you can ask questions about Shojon or what, you know, what did you do yesterday? Da, 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 but who is he? Okay. Still being defined. Let, let me put this way. What is it that you actually do in your, what is it, I don't want to say day-to-day life, but what is it that you do that makes you you? Too much. Too much. <laughs> Literally anything and everything I can. But I think what I'm defining myself as now is a creative. Like through the arts, I feel, yo, so many things happen. I've, I, as a recording studio owner, sound engineer, so many artists have come with songs close to their heart. And I've seen how it's, they've written it and said they're not sure about it. And then they go in the booth, they you know, speak their emotions, come out and feel a whole lot better. It's mm. a sort of therapy that I've now adopted myself, not only in the music, but through visual arts and various art forms to, you know, give this message of positivity and understanding of such uh, kind of topics. So it says to say that we can define you as an artist. Creative. Creative, sorry. Creative, yeah. Creative. All right, yeah. cool. Before we actually do like, that, so for anyone who didn't really get the hint today, we've been talking about mental health. I know, we we don't actually ever introduce the episodes, but I feel like this one, we had to introduce yeah. the episode and say a little sound something before that. But before that, like, what what are you guys, uh, let's, let's, let's chit-chat a little bit. What, what are you guys watching at the moment? Watching... Anime-wise, I'd yeah. say um, I am very thoroughly into Tokyo Revengers. I, I know that you and Highlander started it as well. I and still need to, uh, you know... Uh, you watch it, I probably... Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah! But, you know... It's getting good, it's getting good. And, yeah. do you know, there are certain things that he's going through, and I feel that he will go through, that could potentially break a normal human being. So, he is, and he is a normal human being, so how he's coping with... Obviously, the aspect of, for those who don't know, Tokyo Avengers is a story about a young man. He was um, doing a nine to five and whatnot. And one day he got pushed onto the train tracks. And oh. yes, yes, he got pushed onto the train tracks. And somehow that triggered him to be sent back into the past. Wow. He was sent back into the, char- the past and he was in his younger self. And in his younger self, um, before oh, before that actually happened, he found out that his once girlfriend, his current oh his ex girlfriend, died because right. she got attacked by a gang, and he went back in time and now he's realizing oh you know what I can do things to prevent this death from happening, but him being in that gang and reliving some of his traumatic childhood experiences is something that I think is quite a refreshing, different take on anime. So I'm enjoying the story so far. Carter, okay. what are you watching? Um, I actually just finished Yusuke. Oh. oh, yeah. How many episodes yeah. is that? Six. Six. Yeah. Well, what's it? What's Yusuke about? Uh, so, it is... Do you know what? 
It's actually based on a true story of a black samurai in the uh, 1800s in Japan. Oh, I swear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen, we're out there. But they, they don't know exactly um, whereabouts he was from. So mm-hmm. the story is, is that he um, was a slave um, in uh, for, for some Italian guy who was basically selling materials and goods to the Asians. Mm. Um, story goes that the one of the um, the higher commanding Asian guys um, saw him, saw his physique, and saw how how he was, and then bought items off the Italian man as well as bought him him, mm. and he trained him, so he then became one of his personal guards. Mm. But he always had that name of a a slave and a servant, mm. so he never got it called a black samurai. Yeah, he, he, so he never had that samurai yeah, name. The title of the samurai is yeah. quite a respected thing, yeah. especially in that time. So. In, that, in them time, so mm. he was always known as a servant and a slave. Mm. So he goes through the trials and tribulations of going through that to get to where he needs to be in the end. Overall, anime is pretty dope. It's not bad. Soundtrack is fucking quality. I'm, I'm right. a fan. The I'm, soundtrack I'm a fan of is absolutely amazing. Samurai Champloo vibes. Oh, I swear. Yeah, for soundtrack. I might actually watch that though. Yeah, soundtrack-wise is so dope. Um, action is is pretty cool as well, mm. must admit. Um, overall, I would give it a C-, if I'm being honest. I mean, shit, that's spoiler for us. I mean, you kind of sold me until you said C-. Minus. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. But that should be personally because like, I there, there's quite a few things that I didn't understand, but only because they had six episodes. I think if they had 12 mm. or 13, and they had more time to explain the story, it would have made a lot more sense. Okay, cool. But Show. overall, yeah, man. Shadron, what are you watching? Well, it's weird because I haven't really been watching anything. I've been far too busy and, uh, like, you know, focusing on my creative uh, juices right now. But other than that, a friend told me to watch this Yuri on Ice. I was like, what do you mean, watch this Yuri on Ice? Like, what's it about? He told me the concept. St- only just started understanding what's going on the reason why I was told to watch it is it's about an anxious character and the friend that told me said oh it actually reminds me of you you know like because you know the way you do it I said I said what do you mean I don't ice skate I don't that was I started watching it now and I'm clocking okay they've portrayed anxiety in this way that I haven't seen before and I think they touch on so many points that I can actually relate to so it's about this I think it's set in Russia this ice skating character basically has a big failure at the beginning in a competition and from that he just wants to quit. He doesn't want to do anything anymore. He goes back to his mum's yard and he's just in a state of depression until someone comes along and says, believes in him but he doesn't see it himself. And that's as far as I'm into the, the journey that, yo, I've lived that in the sense that People always telling me, oh, you can do X, Y, Z, but anxiety will always keep you in this place. So, so far, it's been reflective. I see where it's going and I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah. So today, we're talking about mental health. Uh, mental health <laughs> is one of those things where you don't really even realise how prevalent it is in the world. It's something that I've noticed and like, 
like Shojon was touching on earlier, with what's been going on in like the last year and lockdown and so on and so forth, and that's tested a lot of people's mentality and so on and so forth. Bro. And it's put a lot of people in very, very different spaces to what they're used to and people who are already going through that kind of stuff, that's been really testing for them as well because you know there's people who's out there who they just rely on like these daily interactions to keep themselves on a level plane and all of these kind of things here. But now you're cut off from everyone mm. except whoever's in your household. And the amount of different things that fall under the category or whatever fall under the banner of mental health. Mm. Like so like the things that I've learned about mental health is that it's actually like on a spectrum. There's bare things. Yeah. So many things that fall under the whole guise of mental health. Mm. And generally speaking, you won't even know some things that you're going through are considered like, you know, part of your mental health or like, you know, this is something that you need to take care of. You just mm. see it as, you know, so on and so forth. This is just an everyday thing and whatever, whatever. But realistically speaking, these are things that we need to pay attention to. And these are things that we need to... Send really some light on, yeah. 100%, we need to take care of these things. So it's important for us to actually talk about these things and it's always great to see these things in art. Like you say sometimes like, you know, life imitates art or art imitates life, depends on how you take it. Mm. But it's always interesting to see these things happening in art mm. in ways that way, because sometimes it might be a thing where you may not necessarily relate to somebody else who's going through the same thing as you, but you might relate to that same issue portrayed through a character. So us being the anime freshman, that's what we're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about mental health, but like anime but I mean first things first I think we should actually sort of define mental health so I guess for us to define mental health we'll go to Shodan oh boy I don't even have the def definition like that I'm not gonna lie guys mm. it's just there's for me the mind is very important what you tell yourself what you understand about yourself is very important so I would say hmm how to define it? I don't have the, the actual definition, unfortunately. I don't want to say anything wrong like a medical professional. Yeah. My whole thing is I've had yeah. mental health um, situations before and I want people to be aware that you may not even know that you're going through something, but seeking um, advice from medical professionals or there's loads of resources out there, charities, um, medical institutions of which you can find help if you're not feeling okay. It's okay to not feel okay, but sometimes you, or at some point, I would suggest getting some advice or help on why you feel the way that you feel. Right, so how would you guys define like mental health then? You know, I don't believe there's a fixed um, definition for like, what mental health actually is. I feel that mental health is something that we as a society and as people are still learning about to this day. And like, as time goes on, we are probably going to discover new concepts and new ideas. But if I was to maybe throw a blanket kind of definition out, I'd say mental health is, it kind of encompasses your mental, um, psychological uh, well-being, how you basically feel um, not just how you feel like on an, a surface level, but literally how things around you, how you interact with things and how that affects your thought process. Yeah. Yeah, how, yeah. yeah you, you're absolutely right there. How you react to things, how, yeah. 
a lot of people don't realize as well that, or I guess when you're young, when we were younger, we didn't realize that we, even though the human body is made up of like different components, we go, oh, we're gonna look after our bodies, but you also have to look after your health, like mentally as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think as okay, so we, we was all born in the nineties, right? Most of us. Whoa, 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 I don't know about you, but for me personally, it was always men never show their feelings. Mm. Yeah. Right? Mm. Men don't talk about their feelings. Yeah. Men always are meant to be mentally stronger, mentally stable, mentally meant to be kind of stoic. Yes. When shit hits the fan, mm. you have to be there to handle it. Handle it. Mm. Yeah. Don't matter about nothing else. Yeah. You're, Fuck your mental health. You have to be the man in this situation and handle it. Mm. So for us growing up in that era, right, and going through all the shit that we've seen, mm. been through, heard, so on, so forth, right? At the age that we come to now, we see it in a more pure form. Because we now let things hit us in a certain way in which we wouldn't have done before. So, in in a sense, mental health is everything that these guys have said, and more. Because we don't know how to realistically define it in words to say it's this, 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 that, it's so on and so forth. It is a collective multitude of emotions and feelings, fears, worries, everything just combined into one showing itself to you in its purest form. So how do you see it like showing itself or like how do you see it manifesting itself? Like what would you say is like if you for anyone here who's actually been through like any right. sort of mental health issues, like how did it actually come not how did the issues come about, but like how did what so happened me, with you? What was showing through that made you see okay. right, something's going on? So bear my soul a little bit, right? I've known Jared, I've known you since I was a kid. Yeah. Right, we've known each other since we was young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I've known you for a few years now, right? So there's a lot of things that obviously we know about each other, right? Cha, 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 cha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So for me, I've been suffering with... Uh, so depression and anxiety, um, I've been suffering since I was 18, right? Um, so I've been suffering for years and years. And I'm still getting used to going through the journey now because I'm still going through the journey now. So for me, when it first manifested, um, I I broke up with an ex-girlfriend. Mm. And that was the catalyst to spark everything for me. And then I sat down and I thought about it, and my main issue was abandonment. Mm. So my whole thing stems from abandonment and being alone. Mm-hmm. All right, so when I'm alone, my thoughts get the better of me. Mm. Right, I'm not afraid to say it. There's been times when I've tried, like, like I said to you the other day, I'm going to probably get deep in this episode. Um, I've tried to kill myself twice because at that current time, 
I thought that that was my only escape route because mm. I I didn't I no longer wanted to be alone anymore with my thoughts so I thought the only way to get away from all of that was to no longer be here mm. right that was when I was younger growing up now I'm still having the same effect of abandonment it's still the same situation that's going on through through my mind cool I'm now gonna be alone I'm I'm like I'm not important enough for other people or people always use me and then abandon me when I need them most sort of thing right so it will always stem back to that one thing then the anxiety starts, starts creeping in alright cool if no one wants me then I'm, I'm gonna stay here where I'm safe in my bubble and in my environment I'm safe so I ain't gotta go outside and and not be wanted or go outside and not feel like I'm uh, intruding on someone or you know getting in the way of of like hanging out with the boys or mm. chilling and so on and so forth and that that's when the anxiety for me creeps in mm. personally and then it's a case of okay cool let me get some sleep oh but I can't sleep my mind's constantly going now mm. cool what's my mind going about alright cool worthless loser da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. so then again that one thing is a catalyst right I've been dealing with this shit for years and years and years right yeah I have my good days I have my bad days but I will never show it because in the back of my mind growing up from when we was men don't show emotion and fear men don't show the weaker side men don't speak men don't do this men don't do that so on the outside cool I'll cry I'll bust joke with you bro have a laugh and a joke with you I'll sing along in the car whatever bust a little groove chat to a couple of girl <laughs> cool inside bro that little kid inside of me is ripping up because he, he doesn't want to do that he wants to show true emotion scream cry shout break things anger and sometimes you just want to be held like mm. so it, it, it's a it's a massive like I said it's just a mixing pot of emotions that then manifest in itself in that way. Think of it like, um, how would I? Okay, when, bring it back to anime context because we're an anime podcast, <laughs> yeah. right? When Ichigo is in his mind, yeah? And he's mm. fighting white Ichigo. Mm. And that Ichigo is hatred, so on and so forth. Or when Naruto's fighting um, Kuruma. Kuruma or the evil Yeah, yeah of great depictions yes yeah. yes mm. so when they're fighting that that evil naruto that's anger hatred mm-hmm. that's everything evil manifested yeah, in, in, in his body in his mind in his soul right to me that's me fighting myself mm. because nine times out of ten i want to let that motherfucker win because i'm too tired to fight i'm too tired to continue to 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 get up and battle like Getting up in the morning is a chore. Doing this is stress. That is a madness. This is, I can't be bothered. But then if I do that and I give up, this bad motherfucker is going to win. But I don't want this guy to show out all the time. I need me to win. So I have to keep fighting. I have to keep doing this. I have to keep doing that. So that's the only way I can think of bringing it back into the anime side of stuff. Well, obviously I've died in too deep anyway, but... That, I don't think there's a too deep in this episode that, yeah, that, that Naruto thing there yeah, like when he was fighting himself that's what it genuinely feels like to me 
every single day. I mean, it's, it's one of those reasons why I really was excited to do this with the anime freshman night. Because I realised how much anime growing up had helped me seeing certain uh, characters in certain situations. So it's like, I didn't understand back in the day why Goku was always happy no matter what happened. He was only angry when someone was like touching his friends or family. And I was like, but there's stuff going on, bro. Like, how can you always be so happy? And I wanted to be that. I tried to understand that about the character. I understood that Vegeta slightly had sly anxiety for not being the best. He, was just, he just kept going because he wanted to be known as the best. And it wasn't until he turned Super Saiyan by letting go, letting go of that urge to do it, that I understood like myself looking back. Um, things like Naruto when, yeah, he was, he was lonely, but as soon as he figured out his ninja way, that kept him going, his why, his goal, his aim, and he progressed because of that ethos in life. So not only that, I mean, I would slightly say in his um, solemn loneliness, Ichiraku was his place, his happy place, mm. his da-da-da-da, which I have show, shared ramen nights with friends because of that, you know, like, so looking back on my life and seeing how I dealt with certain situations, I give thanks to anime. I suffered from, like, eating disorders and all sorts, but watching anim anime and animations didn't make me feel self-conscious about all these muscular bodies and all these things depicted because I was like, oh, it's just animation, like, it's cool. Whereas watching a superhero, a real-life depiction of one, made me feel some kind of way because that's generally how, like you were saying earlier, how men are supposed to be depicted as this manly X, Y, Z, yeah. blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, looking back on my life, it's only in... Hindsight, like I'm looking and seeing, oh wow, I actually applied this and this and this because I watched this show, this episode, and this happened, and this is how. You realize that you actually do. Yeah, exactly. Until you actually do look back, because when you're going through it, you make the subtle changes to help yourself subconsciously without even exactly. knowing that you're exactly. doing the changes until you're out of that situation that you're in. Then you go, rah, I actually done that. Exactly. I mean, I think it's interesting. In my head, this all came about. I mean, I'm going to give a shameless plug right now. Like, I have an EP that's going to be out now. It's called Greenwich Views, based on my life. And it is a mental health audiovisual piece. Uh, one of the singles from it called Dominoes. I've actually put some animation in there. And it was whilst working on this project, I was like, nah, anime has helped me a lot. Like, seeing myself as an animation, I was like, yeah, no, this is, this is. This is like one of those episodes I watched back way back when. And I was like, okay, hopefully the same way that anime helped me way back when, hopefully these kind of visuals and these art pieces can also help others or at least raise awareness to the situation that, yeah, people go through things and this is what it looks like. So when it comes to like um, mental health issues and things like that, I guess we all kind of... We all kind of, I guess, associate mental health issues with things like depression. We know depression to be like the main thing and, you know, uh, I guess things around that. But like mental health has so many other things. Like, So, I mean, I guess if you guys could, you know, just like drop some examples of like, you know, what other things are also considered like mental health issues. like. 
Because the amount of things that I found out that are mental health issues that I didn't know was wild. Genuinely wild. Like, I didn't know, for example, like, bipolar disorder is, like, you know, considered a mental health issue and mm. things of that nature. Like, uh, anorexia, you know? Like, I, I was not even aware that these were... I mean, yeah, okay, so I previously had an eating disorder that stemmed from body dysmorphia. So every time I looked in the mirror, I saw an obese person. Like, I, could, I didn't like how... It, not even just how I looked, it was how I felt, how I moved, if my thighs were rubbing together and all these things. But even as I was, had uh, my eating issues, people kept telling me, oh, John, you're losing too much weight, you're losing too much weight. And I was like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm looking in the mirror and just see this, this guy. It also did something crazy every time I went on the scales if I didn't lose weight. It wasn't even if I put weight on. Oh, that was a whole other story. Like I wouldn't eat, I would try not to eat for like two days and stuff like that. When I went on the scales, if it didn't go down, I would have to work out, not eat something. I would have to do something to the point that I had to tell myself, I can't go on a pair of scales. I still don't really go on scales today. Scared that if the number, the next time I check, if it hasn't gone down, it may trigger something to go on. I also, in my early teens, had like an, an OCD thing where everything had to be in its place, completely tidy, clean, like pencils had to be aligned. If I used the pencil, it was going right back in that place, all these things. And it's like, okay, I didn't know then that was part of a, a mental situation. Like, until people were telling me, like, you know, they would move something, I would have to put it back in its place like and then if they didn't understand why or was complaining about it, I just want them to leave my space we can go and talk in your space because you're messing up my like and I didn't understand for that reason it kept me kind of shut off I didn't want to speak to people because they were going to come in and mess up my space or they were going to comment on how I look um so it was like these things I wasn't aware of at the beginning they kind of progressed because I didn't check in on certain situations. So I would say, yeah, OCD, eating disorders, body dysmorphia are ones that kind of go under the radar or in mainstream media are depicted in a certain way that is not necessarily the forefront or the majority of sufferers. I know that for a lot of people, there's... Um, Oh, I don't, I don't even say a lot of people, but for, for a number of people, there's um, things out there that they also go through that uh, people are not really aware of. I guess people wouldn't have necessarily considered, like, you know, PTSD, for example, mm. is a mental health issue. And, like, that can manifest itself in so many different ways. Mm. Like, you know, from, you know, a phobia to maybe doing things in a very specific way because like you know those kind of things there if i could link it back to anime actually i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna do this let me let me show you how it like let me show you how it actually manifests as anime so i'm gonna talk about ptsd right ptsd oh so ptsd for example post-traumatic stress disorder traumatic stress disorder so you know something that happens after you know particularly stressful or traumatic event as the name says do you guys remember Tokyo Ghoul? 
Yes. Yes. 100%. Yes. Yes. So you remember that there was a scene where Ken Kaneki gets mm. uh, he gets tortured. caught up by yeah, he get caught up by those guys and then he gets Jason tortured by Jason. Mm. Yeah. That was Pumped. that that scene was all fucked up. He was yeah, tortured. He got tortured mm. by Jason. Before that, he was a very not what's the not he's like not a happy-go-lucky guy. What's was, the other word was, I'm looking for? He's a typical, he was a typical teenage. Not even student. like a typical teenager. He was just a like sweet a, young kid, man. He was, mm. he very, was a very kept himself to himself. And you know, he was one of those kind of main characters that was principled in a way like ah, like you know. So for anyone who doesn't know about Tokyo Ghoul, basically there are humans and then there are these uh, creatures that are called ghouls. So ghouls feed on human flesh mostly. They feed yeah. on human They're flesh. They're like vampires. Mm. So yeah, similar to vampires, they feed on human flesh. He somehow gets himself into an accident where basically he because like he ends up becoming a ghoul because mm. he gets implanted with whatever it is. Anyway, mm. so he is constantly resisting the urge to eat human flesh, even though that's what he wants now. Mm. He can't eat regular food anymore because it all tastes disgusting to him. Okay, yeah, he literally so, threw up from trying to eat normal food. Yeah, he literally he has to eat flesh. Mm. But he's very principled in the way that, like, this is not me, I'm not trying to do that, like, really, I'm just trying to, like, live in peace, whatever, whatever, so on and so forth. I don't want to hurt anyone, that kind of thing there. Mm. So to take it back to where I started, he gets caught up by this guy. Oh, my bad. And then um, mm. he goes through a period where he gets tortured. And this guy is a sadist. Yeah, yeah. So he's really taking his time, like you know, he's really taking his time with the torture and mm. so on, so making him the count torture. back. Yeah, making thousand. him count back in, from increments a thousand. Of seven, was it? Yeah, yeah, in increments, he makes him count backwards from a thousand and sevens. Yeah, actually, as, this as, is, as, this as is, he's torturing him, this is this him. is resonating on the next levels. It's that really, it's like it's mm. really really messed up. But the key thing, like what I wanna what I wanna actually sort of touch on is. Mm the aftermath of that. So, like, the torture was that deep that mm. it literally changed his physical appearance. So he got what I think is called Marie... Marie Antoinette Syndrome. Marie Antoinette Syndrome. Yeah. So his hair turned white from the stress of the torture mm. and it literally changed his personality. So he became a lot more ruthless in his actions. And I think mm. that was the first time that he actually sort of, like, accepted he's got to eat flesh to, yeah. you know... Yeah. Yeah if he's going to do whatever it is that he's intending to do, he's got to eat the flesh and he's just mm. got to, like, make it work. Yeah, yeah. With the um, Marie Antoinette syndrome, um, it kind of... Yeah, you took the words out of my, my mouth because I was thinking about that um, example as well. Um, there was a character from um, Hunter Hunter called Nove who he also had an uh, incident where he was under so much stress in a very short period of time, put under so much stress... Oh, guy. Yeah, that his hair literally turned grey. And like the story of the Marie Antoinette syndrome is when she was going to get executed, uh, apparently, or what they basically said is that she overnight her hair turned grey. Okay, oh, I wasn't aware of that one. I didn't know that. I actually didn't know that. I mean, I think it's interesting how. Okay, so PTSD in mainstream media is more commonly displaced with like war veterans yeah, and people yeah. that have. But I mean, I grew up in Woolwich and we've seen stuff when, you know, if an altercation happens and there's tools involved and there's, it can quite look like one of those excessive anime scenes. Witnessing that at a young age um, 
and like amongst my peers, it has changed our mentality of how we approach certain situations because we've seen what could happen yeah. kind of thing. So seeing it in anime form where, okay, cool, a character... I mean, sorry, guys, I'm old school and I take it back to Naruto because these ones I hold close to my heart. Mm. But as we were saying earlier of, of, of um, recording the like Naruto and uh, Sasuke's story, like both of them had traumatic childhoods where Naruto was ostracized because of what was within him and Sasuke, like his whole family, like, you know, at a young age, both of that, both of them, that shaped their futures. Especially Sasuke, he had this whole vendetta against, you know, the situation, and he had to find the answers. Whereas Naruto took a different path of it. But then their stories intertwined, and then created a whole another. What was it you were saying like separation anxiety, like mm-hmm. between them, like like Naruto really wanted to be there with his dog, and he's also got a um, what's that one when obsessive uh, disorder as well. He's obsessed with him. Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 I wouldn't say I, I wouldn't Naruto is obsessed with Sasuke. I think, like, more than anything, he suffers from that main character thing, which is that they're excessively principled. It's where, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's just one of those things. They stick to what they believe. No, I would, I would say it was a little bit different because he always wanted to be Sasuke's friend and then they became friends and then he left and that hurt, man. Mm-hmm. He was obsessed because he loved his brother. Like, that he just wanted to be with his friend like he felt he finally leveled with him and they built a connection that you know yeah he just wanted to get back to his brethren and also if you look at it as well right Sasuke was the only one that could ever relate to him yeah so do you remember that scene with Sakura where Sakura was talking to Sasuke about Naruto saying how um he doesn't have a family so he won't understand or stuff like that and she basically was saying things that cut deep but obviously Sasuke being the person that he was he was Stubborn, yeah, yeah, yeah. stubborn. Mm. But like with Naruto, he knew that Sasuke was the only one that could relate, to could him. actually relate to him. So, in a sense, that's why I say he became obsessed with him because it was the one person in that whole entire world that kind of felt like he lost part of himself when Sasuke left. Yeah. Would, would would always know what what he's been through and would always be Similar, able to yeah. to basically resonate with him. Mm-hmm. And so when Sasuke left. He became obsessed with getting him back because, like Zen said, a part of him felt like was missing due to it. I mean, I would say their stories were almost paralleled in the sense that, okay, they were both at school kind of pointed at in a sense of, oh, look at, you know, the Uchiha guy. Like, did you hear what happened to you? It felt like they were all pointing at Sasuke. But he was top of the class. Mm. Whereas Naruto, oh, do you know about, you know, the Jin Churiki, da 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 mm. And he's the class clown underachiever. Mm. Their, their whole stories were paralleled, but similar beginnings of trauma and being alone, yet powerful storylines. So it's like yin and yang kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah but then again, if you look at it, they both still hated the village. Mm. They both still hated... I wouldn't say Nero hated the vision. He wanted admiration. He resented. He resented. He resented. I don't think Sasuke hated. Yeah, Sasuke became. But it was still resentment. It was still, especially once he found out. No, Sasuke hated his brother first. Yeah. Then he eventually. Then he found out that he eventually. Yeah. Mm. 
the village for what they've done. And yeah. then once he found out what orig- like what the original plan was, mm. then he was like, that shit can't run no more. But then with Naruto, if you look at it as the sense of he was always shunned as the black sheep of the of of the village, mm-hmm. like he was always the ugly duckling, mm. right? So he always always had that in his heart. So he done everything he possibly could. It was only until he literally put his life on the line mm. that they sort of accepted him with pain, and even pain. Literally. Jesus Christ, yeah, that guy. I think that is a very interesting character that embodies like very well. Multiple personality disorder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pain, pain, Nagato. Nagato. Literally a character that was brought on by trauma. Brought on by trauma. Like if if you look at it realistically, right? So we we saw a lot of like we see a lot of deaths in anime, right? All the time. Like if you watch a comic art kill. Jesus Christ, like, episode one, like, the whole shit just goes mm. off the shares. But then um, we don't resonate with that until it hits deep with a character that we end up looking at like like a like a brother or a sister, so on and so forth. So I'll use Ace, for example, because I love using Ace for it as an example for this. When Luffy gets to Ace and Ace hits the bucket, mm. right? So that's an example of, we say, somebody... Breaking down an enemy. Like, he li- Luffy literally had a breakdown. Mm. Like he blacked out because mm. his his body was the lights were on, but no one's on. So I don't know if any of you lot suffered with blackouts or had a blackout or yeah. yeah so yeah, like I've yeah, I've mm. I've had a few. So it, it it's a it's the most weird experience ever, right? But the stress from Luffy losing his big brother after working so hard to get his big brother back mm. caused him to go through that now when Ace died that hit me differently like he was my big brother so I was like rah yeah, I'm now, now I'm never going to see Ace again because Ace, mm. Ace is gone with a hole in his chest because of this magma guy and now, now I hate the magma guy so I've got, I, I resent this guy I hate him you see him and you so I see boss. him and my blood boils because mm. I want him to hurt I want him to suffer. So it's mad how we look at anime, we look at these things, and it's got nothing to do with us, realistically, but it's got everything to do with us. Mm-hmm. As, a, as, as a podcast, yes, everything. <laughs> but if we, take it, if, we, if we break it down realistically, take it out of what it actually is, we then bring that into the real world, mm. whether it's cancer, old age, street wars, fucking drive-bys, um, hit and runs, fucking car crash. Like, we take everything like that and if something's happened to someone that we know, we love, we care about, we respect, we then have resentment and hate for that person mm. that done it to the one that we love. So we tie it into everything that we actually do without even knowing. Yeah. You know what? Um, you said a few things earlier that I wanted to kind of, like, kind of pick at a little bit. So um, one of the things that you mentioned was... Um, post-traumatic stress disorder. That's one thing we spoke about like just a few moments ago. And um, one example that came that comes to mind is, I'm not sure if you guys have watched it, but I've said it a few times on the podcast, uh, anime called Your Lie in April. Um, basically. I haven't uh, actually seen that. Yeah. So when we, like you said before, um, when people think about post-traumatic stress disorder, they think about war veterans mostly. That's the first thing that will spring to mind. 
Um, but there's other forms of like post-traumatic stress disorder. There was um, the main character in Your Line April was a young prodigy. He was an excellent piano player and he went through a traumatic experience with his mother. And what was the experience? Um, I wouldn't say she died, but there was something that happened where she basically would drill into him so much so that he needed to play piano so much so, so much so. And I can't remember the exact incident that happened, but as a result of all the pressure that he had, he could no longer hear music. And this guy was a sensational prodigy. He was like a legend amongst his youth setup. So he would sit down in front of the piano, he would start to play, and then he would start to experience episodes while playing. And then he could no longer hear the music. So people would be listening to him play, go, oh, this guy's really amazing. And the next minute they'll be like, whoa, what's going on? He's, he's kind of falling apart, he's crumbling. This show, I would re- definitely recommend it. It's a very emotional watch. But there's also a um, terminally ill person in the anime that um, affects him in other ways. So it was, it was kind of like she was his saving grace and she basically reached into his darkness and helped him hear again. And she was a violin player. So they basically eventually um, kind of collaborated together. But with uh, Your Lion April... And the reason I wanted to kind of throw that in there is because like PTSD and what we associate with it is mostly due to like, like war veterans. Um, another thing that you mentioned earlier that I wanted to touch upon was um, Luffy of a mental breakdown. Now, in anime, when I think about examples of people that have mental breakdowns, there was an incident with, um, I know you don't like the show, no I'm not actually oh Oh, but Gon had a breakdown but the one I'm thinking about and this is a Apollos Prime um, anime it's ReZero (laughs) (laughs) so the concept of ReZero and why Kato doesn't like it is a Isekai anime where the main protagonist lowest tier anime (laughs) (laughs) beyond trash Subaru uh, was the main character he's a normal person and in in the most Isekai anime when they get transported to another world they usually get an OP power they usually get a power that kind of like helps them stand out and survive his power is whack his power I wouldn't say it's whack but his power his power is whack actually but um, his power is dookie what's his power Carl? restart from a checkpoint so, so every time he dies, bro, he's playing Super Mario. Every time he dies, <laughs> every time he That's dies, a pretty sick power though. If you think about it, but, no, 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 no. If he doesn't pass the one point, he'll go back he'll to that certain point. So he'll go, go back to a hundred times to the same point until he yeah. does something right to get past that checkpoint. So oh. there's several stages in the anime where he, he he gets tortured, and there's one scene where you literally see my man break. He goes insane as you're watching the anime from the amount of times that he has to restart certain certain scenarios. Yeah, yeah. and I so I saw a bit because I've watched a bit of Ray Zero, so I've seen that happen. And like you look at it, and you're like, this guy is not holding up well, but. Mm. He still manages to persevere. He, he still basically plucks himself back up. Yeah, he gets knocked down. himself he... forward from it all, which is... Mm. Hats off. Yeah, okay. I want to do... I like... I, I want to touch on an element of the mental health spectrum that maybe doesn't get looked at mm. as much, but I think is just as important because you see that a lot of people are affected in a lot of different ways. Mm. 
And sometimes it will veer from like the very mild to the very extreme. Mm. But I feel like the very extreme doesn't necessarily get the attention that maybe it should get because of the way that it manifests itself in people and things of that nature. So mm. it's one of those ones where you kind of, you don't really want to, like it's like, okay, you know that something needs to be done about that but you're not necessarily willing to touch that with a 10-foot barge pole because it's that's a lot to deal with mm. so you see these kind of things happening in anime for example i'm going to give like you know the most the most common example of like maybe like one of the extreme versions of or like one of the more extreme examples of mm. um being on a mental health spectrum which is light yagami mm. right so he is an extreme he has a number of personality disorders, you could say. Uh, one of them being that he has a God slash Messiah complex. Like he's got a God complex, or you could say you could say a Messiah complex or a Savior complex. He's a sociopath. You know. As well. he's, you know what? I would go. I would go a step further and say he's not even a sociopath. I think he's a psychopath, because. Mm. Sociopaths, I think they can still, like, they, they will empathise with people or those kind of things there. Like, you know, well, psychopaths, like, sociopaths, they might feel something, like, you know what I'm saying? But, mm. like, psychopaths, they don't feel any particular way about what they're doing. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? At the end of the day, they just kind of revel in the result of whatever it is. And remember, like, with life... Mm the whole thing became a cat and mouse game about like trying to kill the people who was trying to stop him from mm. killing people yeah yeah you know yeah. and it got to the point where he when he was remember like and remember light was a very very smart individual as well so he was, so, he was like number one you know chess player kind of mindset mm. so he's thinking like a couple steps in advance to get someone else maybe to like write someone's name that he so for example there was I believe I can't remember who it was but there was someone who essentially like they clocked that like light was if they clocked that if like they die or they clocked it like if certain people die then like they they knew it was light so light got someone else to write that person's name in a definite so that he could die was it Ray Pember some someone like that it was a detective yeah, yeah. he killed her he killed her um, what do you call it his partner yeah he killed the partner innit yeah yeah, 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 yeah. so mm. you know you think about like the kind of like what what do you want to call it the cognitive function mm. that would like you know that you'd need to yeah. get to that level mm. is something that's like you know what I'm saying so people can get to a really really dark place like that mm. and then there's also like the other side of things as well where like you know not necessarily that it manifests itself in a way where where they're harmful to other people but mm. like where they're harmful to themselves. So, an example of that is, uh, I can't remember what her name is, but you know the iPad. We, we know iPad girl from um, Kakagori. Ah, uh, do you know what? She has a gambling disorder, but... Um, She's a compulsive gambler. Yeah. M- and M- Midori. Yeah. To the point, like, she's a compulsive gambler. To the point that she self-harms to pay her debts. So, like, she owed a debt to um, the president of the school council and she paid that debt by gouging out one of her eyes. Yep. And she took pleasure in gambling so much so that 
the rush was so mad. She literally played Russian roulette with a loaded gun because she was really into the thrill. And there are people that suffer from gambling. Like, you know, when you watch sports sometimes, they say, oh, if the fun stops, stop. And yeah. I, I've personally, I've been to the casino um, quite a few times in my time. And I'm a kind of person that when I go to one casino um, and, I, and I go with some of my friends, I have a habit of winning. <laughs> and the funny thing is at the time I'm, I'm not enjoying it like I'm, in my head I'm like I don't really enjoy the feeling of getting there and I know I can get there get to winning get to get to a certain point but I don't want to enjoy it so I basically will like my boys will be like oh yeah Pete Pete's in let's go back to the studio let's, let's go back to the studio let's go back to the casino oh you're really good at it and I'll be like oh, yeah you know maybe another time because I know that those kind of things are slippery slope. I personally don't think I personally don't think that I have a addictive personality, but I can kind of emphasize with people because I've witnessed people in the casino like blow all their money and just like be sitting there like thinking it's the end of the world. Yeah, and it's a very destructive, destructive habit to have. There's a, there, there's a lot of things that are super destructive and can be super bad for your mental health and like things are super addictive mm. like realistically if we break it down to its purest form me and you we've got an addiction hmm anime <laughs> no, put it this way how many times a day do you game interesting um, it's an addiction hmm it's a habit as well. No, so no, it's an addiction. Well, it depends. Like, it depends if you like. Yeah, like do you do if you like, like, do you do it like? Is it one of those things where if you don't game, you feel yeah. away about? It's it. It's how you react like, to the I, situation. If, if you're not game on my PlayStation, I'm gaming on my phone. No, but if you don't, but do you have like? Doing do you, no, I don't. No, it's, how do you it's, react it's not, to it? It's not to the point where if I don't game, I'm not. I'm gonna lose my shit and start flipping tables. Okay, then that's that's enough. But for me, like, if I don't game, I'm like. Man, shut the game tonight. Yeah, but then that's like you doing it habitually rather than you being addicted to it. Yeah, so it's, 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 I just feel like because with okay, addictions, so it's, it's one of those things there where if you withdraw from whatever it is that you're addicted to, then it starts to actually affect change the way you react to situations. In the world. Yeah, I. But the thing is, I would make sure that I if I, I'll plan my day to a point. Like after I finish work, I'll plan my day to a point to be like, cool. I'm gonna get a couple of hours of gaming, and if I don't. I'll be pissed. So then what hap- What would happen in a situation where you have no access to any games whatsoever? Then my mind will wander. Mm. So this is the thing, my mind will wander. So if I'm not, if I'm not doing something to keep this, my, I'm pointing to my, my, my head, if I'm starting mm. to keep my mind in check, mm. my mind will then start to wander. Mm. So hence why um, I watch a lot of anime. If my phone dies, then call my phone. Luckily, right for me, um, I'm I'm very blessed um, in a sense for the area that I live in, because I now no longer live in London. Um, I've moved out to the sticks, so for me, I'm blessed in a sense of I can open my front door and I can actually go for a walk, and people will say hello, and I won't I won't have dodgy looks or anything because they're all old biddies and they're all, you know going about their business and I can see horses and mm-hmm. there's wildlife and badgers and <laughs> fucking whatever, right? And I've also got my dog as well, which has been a massive help to me. So 
I, I'm blessed in that sense where I have got a magnitude of things that can take my attention away from thinking, from being down, from going, just just being by myself. There's a million and one things that I can think, but one thing that I always come back to and will always come back to will be getting my hands on a game console and submersing myself to snap out of the reality that I actually live in mm. to take me away because sometimes that reality although it's stressful and frustrating and annoying it's still a better reality than I'm actually in at the moment and again I, I suppose that's, that's pretty selfish mm. in my way of thinking we said that the um, act of escapism that um, is anime and gaming and other things that might um, take your attention is uh, a form of, what's the word I'm looking for? Coping mechanism? Yeah, so obviously, as, as you guys know, I recently broke up with my girl. So for me, like, she was the coping mechanism that I had. That was my, my go-to. I had anime and gaming was second and third and so on and so forth, right? But she was one, yeah? Now that, well, obviously, we're not together anymore, whatever, that one spot has sort Come of... Come void. Yeah, mm. it's a void. So, and the void don't, don't, doesn't get filled up with anime and gaming because that was minor compared to the major, in a sense. Whereas you had that one thing which was always there constantly for you to... A shoulder to lean on. Fucking, you know, when you're having a bad day, you pick up the phone and be like, yo, what's going on? Or a quick little text, so on and so forth. So now it's finding that finding something to fill that gap and that void is what needs to be done. So, yeah, so for me, I would rather game for most of my day to escape the reality that I actually live in to realise that I'm actually alone now. So, like, let me let me throw this question out there to you guys, considering like what Carter has just said. Like, if you see gaming or, for example, music or cre- being creative or anime as an escape from these things, does anime really need to cover these things? Do you need to see these things in anime? Because I assume if you want to get away from these feelings, why would you then want to see these feelings replicated? In watching um i mean definitely as i was saying tracing back some of the characters coping mechanisms i adopted myself or understood in hindsight that oh that's actually what i did because that character did and that's how i got through that situation um i mean i've also just recently gone through a breakup and again shameless plug my ep (laughs) four tracks was talking about last year or a couple years previous where I was in a dark place the love and that person brought me through like completely woke me up did the next madness I wouldn't have been doing these podcasts really if it wasn't for them so it's like okay cool when we then broke up I was like what wait what like wait what all of a sudden the cycle restarted again even though the EP had been ready for a whole year, all of a sudden it now plays in order. The love song <laughs> to the fact that then Domino's is one about suicidal thoughts, substance abuse, 
I just flung myself into work and was dependent on so many substances just to get through. And I was telling myself that I can, I don't need it, but at the same time, what I needed was to work and keep my mind off the situation. Uh, one thing that I always tell myself is it's temporary. Like it has to be temporary. It then became a situation where not enough was being done in time, on time, and then I flung myself into it more, 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 until I reached a point where I said, and I always say it's good to help have self-check mechanisms within yourself. Mm. Yo, have you gone too far? Like, and it's always these checks that I've put in place that make me not cross that line. So then I then had to just cold turkey. It hurt. It hurt. I had to deal with that. But I hated the fact that, oh, you, you're now relying on substance, but you've already been through it. You wrote songs about it and you're now reliving it. But luckily through the music and I always try and put a, yeah, I did this. I was in this place. This was, these were my thoughts. But this is how I got through it. This was my thinking at this point, And this is how I overcome. So luckily listening to my own songs helped me get through a situation that I've already been in but forgot. But it's like listening to the, the music, planning the visuals and stuff. I was like, oh, yeah. All right, so I need to think like this. Uh, I need to get rid of because, yeah, I've hit that limit now, X, Y, Z. So I would say listening back to the song, although it was emotional and the whole EP is a very, it's a very personal journey in which I've cried so many times at so many songs. At first, yes, it was difficult because it just reminded me of them or... Like just, I just, I am right here, but I'm feeling like the beginning of the song where I'm saying I don't want to be here. Mm. But by the end of the song, um, I remember how the story plays out. So, I mean, obviously not all the time in anime or any depictions, you know, it's always the, the good guy or the guy that you want to win that overcomes whatever or survives whatever. But more time we're usually blessed with the fact that, oh, that main character, they're going through some stuff, and at the end, or if not, some, in some instances, it's been a, the character's gone through some stuff and someone else has learned from the situation. So, I don't know, i bring it back to Naruto real quick. No. Uh, it, uh, like, the, the whole Jiraiya thing. Mm -hmm. Like, Jiraiya was there, and the whole pain situation, Naruto learned from his death, from his, not only his teachings and the situation, how to deal with that with the pain situation I, or so I believed I don't know if you yeah. guys would agree yeah. there but it's like I so watch these things yeah it's hard yeah I'm in touch with my emotions I, I cry I cry damn it like <laughs> you do that. so like I, it's because I've seen you know many anime characters cry and I just thought yeah man mm. you, you, like one moment you could be laying someone down and then the next minute you cry and it happens mm. so cool it's those things in these shows, yeah, it makes you feel, and I like to feel that things are real. Like, if, I, if it touches me emotionally, so I watch a show that has that similar emotion. Depends where I'm at, though. If I'm at a low, low point, I don't want to then watch that episode where they're at a low, low point, and then mm. it's, like, to be continued, because then it would... That's, that's one thing where I want to jump in. So, like, sharing with myself, I've been through bouts of depression myself, and mm. having sort of, like... I guess you, what you would call existential crisis at like various points in my life and you know flirting with thoughts of suicide and so on and so forth me personally I wouldn't want to then see that in like 
an anime that I'm watching now, like, you know, maybe whether it's a character that I relate to or it's a character that I not relate to. Mm-hmm. This is my personal opinion anyway. That I wouldn't want to personally see that in my anime knowing that that's what I'm going through at this particular point in time. Because regardless of whether they deal with it or they don't deal with it... It's a reminder, would you say? Um, yeah, it's one of those things and it's a reminder and it's one of those things... Like, you know you have this habit when you're down hmm. that you tend to do stuff that puts you more into that zone. Yeah, listening to some, some music. You don't take yourself out. Then, like, you listen to sad music when you're sad. And it makes no sense, realistically speaking. Maybe because you have to feel that particular emotion. Emo- that emotion time. must come out. Or it has to come out. So, But ultimately, depending on what it is that you're feeling at any given moment in time, that, mm. could, potentially, that could potentially, for me anyway, it could potentially be dangerous. Mm. Someone who's on the verge, and then they see somebody who's also on the verge, and this is a character that they relate to. I'm not saying that necessarily people are madly influenced by these things or whatever, but people pick up subconscious cues. Oh, no, definitely, like definitely, that. definitely. So sometimes in my mind, I think to myself, is this something that I would necessarily want to be seeing in anime? I, I don't know. Like, some, for me, I'm very more towards the no, not when I'm depressed anyway, or not when I'm down. That's the way that I look at it. Bro, I was happy, and then you made me watch Angel Beats. And imagine. <laughs> How you felt after Angel Beats? Yeah, because after Angel Beats, I was about to shed a thug tear or three. <laughs> I did. Uh, please synopsis this. Angel Beats. Oh lord. So Angel Beats is an anime about a dude who ends up at like a high school, and he comes to learn that he's actually died. Oh, one of them. And everyone in the school has actually died as well. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So. They end up um, fighting against this person who they feel is like an angel or slash an agent of God. And it turns out she's actually just another student at the school who's died as well. And they pretty much, to like make a long story short, they all pretty much go like on a journey of, I wouldn't want to call it self-discovery, more so a journey of reconciliation with themselves. So essentially what they're doing is they're coming to terms, each of them, each of the characters come to terms with their own death. Because they all died with regrets. Ah, yeah. So what they do? I didn't do this. I didn't do that. So what they end up doing is they end up living out their regrets in that high school, so that they can then like peacefully pass on to the afterlife. And the climax or the end of it is um, there's like one girl. I think is is it the angel that like? So like the girl who they initially. Oh, sorry. Spoiler alert. Yeah, oh. <laughs> you know, I, I still plan to watch this. So is it? You're, no, you're, yeah. you're, you're gonna forget. Yeah, no, 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 you're like, but basically, so the girl who they ended up, who they were fighting against in the first place, and the main character, he ends up developing feelings for her, and her regret is that she didn't. Well, not that she couldn't get. Was it that she couldn't get married during her lifetime, or was it that she didn't get to? She didn't get to fall in love. Fall in love, yeah, during her lifetime. And at that point, you know, that's what he tells her, he's in love with her. Mm-hmm. And, wow, what happens from there? Like, obviously, I think from there, she's fulfilled and he's left alone. Mm-hmm. Damn, and son. And he comes to terms with his death yeah. to find out that, was it that he had a heart the whole, the whole time? I can't remember exactly. There was something was, major at the end where it, when it finished, you were like I literally done this yeah honestly I, it was one of those ones you oh, know you're well enough and you well, like, I'm, you I'm not gonna lie but so far it depends on your perception 
and how you approach the situation, to me, that is, that was that Denzel Washington speech where he's like, yo, you don't want to be in your grave and imagine you on your deathbed with all your great ideas that you never fulfilled mm. around your, 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 your telling, you know, why didn't you take us on? That's what the show tells me, like, it's showing you, yo, you don't want to die with regret, so live your life to the fullest. It is, it's, it is literally that, like, you can take it as that. And then, I mean, in the context, I guess, the context that I was watching it, I just sort of watched it as, um, you know, this is what's happening to them at that point, rather than sort of taking any sort of message from it. It's just Maybe. the fact that these, like, you know, these people all died so young, mm-hmm. like, they, all, they were all children, and they all died so young, a lot of them tragic circumstances, and they never got to fulfill whatever it is that they, you know, they never got to fulfill their They were just starting their journey, you know, into adulthood. And for it to be taken away from them suddenly before they got to do anything, like become a wrestler, become a singer, uh, fucking play football, uh, play American football, yeah. baseball, so on and so forth. Like they left, life without doing it but because they had so much regret with it all that they didn't get to do it they were stuck in limbo so the high school was limbo for them so to bring that back to i guess the point that i was like initially making Mm -hmm. depends on what it is and where you're at in terms of Mm. seeing it in a for for me personally anyway seeing it in an anime Mm. and then you know there's certain things that you just don't want depicted in an anime like you know for example if you've been through like a traumatic event and now you've got PTSD and then you see that thing like you know you see that thing in an anime there's obviously the whole I guess you know for example let's say depression or maybe like compulsion and things of that nature where you see it's like well I can relate to this I see myself in this character but then there's other things like for example in Goblin Slayer they're like it's very gratuitous it's gratuitous with the rape so if you're now a rape survivor and then you look at that that's taking you right back to that place that you don't want to be and that's the way that I see it with like certain like certain things that certain feelings and whatever certain um, I don't want to say conditions or illnesses or whatever but like you know what I'm saying there's certain mental health issues where I think you need to be very very careful if you're going to put those into anime if you're showing those things as well. Oh yeah, no, definitely. We, we, we know that anime can go to the extremities. There's, there's stuff, like, there's, like I've said before, I mean, I talk a lot of Dragon Ball Z and uh, Naruto, but we know that anime can get real gory and real graphic sometimes. And you're thinking, raw, like I've had raw, yeah, no, the blood really splatters like that, you know? It's, wow, okay, okay, okay. And then I have to think in my head for a second, okay. Okay, okay, and then I'll go back to it. But like I said, when it comes to anime, I've always been comforted with the animation. Watching, you know, something left like a Serbian film or something left where I'm thinking, the hell, that is an actual person. And how did he even get in the mind to even do that? Like, it's real. It's real. The screen, like, the screens are real. That everything is, and that will affect me more. But when it comes to anime, the animation comforts me to just see the art form being depicted as what it is, I guess. So when it comes to, I guess, the whole anime presenting these things, how do you think they should be presented? Like, 
Are we talking they should have specific mental health episodes or mental health stories or do like is it just one of those things where you just want to see it in like uh you know a character's particular arc I, I, you know their development how like how do you want to see these things actually yeah. showing through you know what, i think you could go one of two ways and what anime do you want to see not like what mm. anime specifically mm. the reason i ask this is because for example there are shown an anime mm-hmm. like one piece that deal with a lot of very 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 deep issues mm. if you look like but the thing is we can look critically mm. but these animes are not necessarily made for people of a particular age group mm. if we're keeping it 100 they're aimed at young boys you know mm. young girls whatever young people who generally don't have an awareness that these kind of things are going on mm. so these kind of concepts might fly completely over their heads so is it worth putting it in those things or should they just be in like more, let's say, for example, seinen kind of anime, which is actually for a more mature audience? Um, I think it depends on the approach right, because... First like, thing first, answer like, how would you want to see it presented? That's the first thing I want to know. I, I got, yeah, do you know I'll go first? Um, I think that there are two ways that um, some creators address these things in their anime. And I really appreciate two examples example number one is a very light-hearted approach and there's a character called death the kid in soul eater who basically he has um an ocd and his ocd basically is everything has to be symmetrical if it's not symmetrical my man will lose his shit he will short he'll short circuit he will literally he's got two partners who are um they're two souls that take the um forms of his weapons and they have a little pose and if they don't get it right and it's not symmetrical he'll make them do it again but <laughs> the funny thing is that that's a very light-hearted side I, of I things i shouldn't laugh but do you know because i can imagine it like, like yeah that's wrong yeah do you, do you know what i thought of mm. fusion dance yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah yeah that's what i thought of fusion dance. there was one episode where he went into the sphinx and he basically had to basically fight a mummy and then as he was fighting the mummies with his partners, he realised and he thought to himself, hey, wait, I don't think I folded my um, my towels the right way. He disappeared. He left them to go home and sort it out. That's how bad OCDs can be because some people who experience OCDs, like I have a friend who, he has to wash his hands constantly. Like, if he doesn't wash his hands, he starts to like fidget and he gets very wound up. And I think in today's day and age, we look at OCD as... We don't really look at it as, as something as serious as, as serious as, for example, my second um, point, which would be multiple personality disorder. There are two examples that come to mind that I quite ad- admire. Um, Reiner from Attack on Titan. Do you guys remember when he had that thing where he was with the... Okay, I'm not going to go too much into spoilers because some people haven't seen it yet, but he basically had to, I guess live a lie he had to live a lie and then when he realised that oh wait this isn't who I am he basically developed two personalities one personality that liked his current situation and one personality that had to obviously like go back to where he came from and seeing him break down and seeing one of his closest friends look him in the eye and realise that this, this is my friend and he's going crazy I was like whoa that was one of the most I think one of the best parts I took from Attack on Titan was watching that scene happen. And I feel as though... Like on top of the wall? Yeah, yeah. yeah. When, when he, he was a soldier, soldier, basically. When he was a soldier and, he's, and he like, literally goes, mm. I, can't, I can't do it anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And 
I feel both those approaches are really good. Like some people would prefer the comical approach, like for instance the um, Soe example, but other people would prefer the more hard-hitting, thought-provoking ones. And I think both of them, if done well, can get a message home. I, it's a bit of a weird one because I, I do want to see it and I don't want to see it. Mm. I, I, again, I use, I use it as an escape. Mm. So, so how would you want to see it? I, I don't think I would. Interesting. But now, if you were to put it in, that's what I'm saying. I like, want to put it in. Oh. I mean, <laughs> that's what he said. I, I, I feel already it's there for me anyway. I've been able to learn from it, grow from it. I think, yeah, it would be nice to see every day there is, like he was mentioning, so many different forms. I mean, alcoholism is classed as a, uh, can be classed as a mental health disorder for the simple fact there's a dependence on it. Yes, there's the physical aspect, but there's the mental aspect of how it numbs, how it you, takes you away. And that's what um, a lot of people get addicted to is the fact that they get to escape from it. So showing characters in that light and understanding other scenarios of everyday people, because I think the stat is something like one in five people could... Um, experience a mental health disorder in in their lifetime or I think it's or one in five every year um, get uh, suffer from a mental health disorder so for that reason covering it I would hope that would help people understand that oh they're not alone in their situation or oh I never thought or considered that action there as a mental health um, situation mm. and if like the creators at the end of it put certain resources or disclaimers at the beginning and what's not they'll understand that okay one it's serious or let me take note here if they see a resemblance to how they're feeling themselves they can maybe learn from it as, as I did um, I feel that's I, I feel it's it's already depicted quite well um, like you're saying Death the, the Kid the symmetry thing, just the simple fact that he could overcome that and be an, a great fighter, just maybe understand that, yeah, you have to have mental astuteness to sometimes put that aside. So growing up as a young teen, I had OCD, like I was saying, with everything being in its place. And I can't remember what it was, my cousin staying over or something, but just the simple fact that he was staying on the floor and that thing was there propelled me into a mad state for a further six months where I just trashed my room. Like and I had everything just broken on the floor because if it couldn't be perfect, mm. might as well just be a f- state. Like, and that was when I realized, oh, you actually got a problem. Like, because I went mm. from perfection to mm. the opposite. And I was like, right. And then it, I can't remember what shook me up, but after that six months, I then started clearing everything up and I didn't realize how many things I broke just by keeping them on the floor and all those things there. I, I don't even, haven't even re- revisited that time. It's just talking about Death Kid right now that I'm just thinking, yeah, I did a f- full 180 on the situation just so that I wasn't that guy and didn't have to think about that guy. Mm. It might as well be a mess. This isn't even my space. And I literally just stepped on, yes, CD cases, showing the error that I grew up. Uh, like, 
<laughs> All over the floor. I don't have an age. <laughs> I don't have an age. Bro, you're going to say cassette tapes because that was the Nirvana. I was a bit. Bomba. Most of Put a pencil onto the thing and then rewind it. My, all my days. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. I don't have an age. I remember when I used to step on my old PS2 cases and go flip. Yes, what? <laughs> do, you know, do you know another thing that's actually mad? So, you know Yu Gi Oh? Right? I may. You know Yu Gi Oh, bro. Do this I'm not showing. Listen, I'm not saying anything that may indicate what sort of age I may be. No, but if you watch anime, like what Dragon Ball Z, what '86 was it '86? Saturn Crate or Pokemon was like '86 or something like that. And when I was thinking, bro, I'm watching this, nah, like, but that was way back. Oh, Dragon Ball, Dragon no, Ball was '86. Yeah, Dragon no Ball. No one knows what my age is. But anyway, Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh, they do <laughs> kidnapping, fucking death. So on and so forth, like they do a load of stuff. Oh, okay. That as kids, we don't notice. We Shadowrun. What? That's nothing, man. He's just gone. They actually, t- they actually toned it. I mean, but like, that's not really more like. If I was to say, if I was to an- analyze Yuki, I wouldn't say that's like more on the mental health thing. That's just a very, very dark story. No, what I'm general. saying, but like, if if so, put it this way, right? If you're uh, a kid yeah and it's like you've lost someone close to you you can instantly think oh they're in a shadow realm if you're a kid you, make, you, you make the connection not if you're a kid in Japan uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I give up no, I, I give up I'm just saying in Japan they really died <laughs> they, they, they really died. Mm. Yeah, no, but you, you know, yeah, you know what I'm You see, I just want to, I just want to point something out to you two, especially Jared and Zen. I have been super good to this, this episode. I deserve a pat on the back. Yeah, you did. You, you, you gave it all. I like when I feel people's personal stories I'm, help I'm other people. Like, we'll give him three, We'll give him three snaps. <laughs> Normally, you would have edited out like 10 stuff by now. You would have, to be honest, yes. <laughs> Realistically, so I'm just super proud of myself. So I'm just going to sit back and uh, relax. <laughs> sit back and relax. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, one, one, one last thing, I guess, uh, I want us to cover in terms of um, mental health. Not necessarily just on the anime front, but just like if everyone say like one thing to anyone who might actually be going through like some kind of like if you if you are or if you want or if you know someone who is or like what would you say to them what's that my man, my man literally if, if, I'll, I'll go first, first if you want me to uh, yeah, you, you go first, go first. Oh, you go first cool like it's this is not this is not the end goal there's, there, this, this is just a phase that you're going through you have to keep moving forward and you cannot let this define your life one bad aspect does not define who you are or who you will be or who you are going to be in the future so don't let this define you don't let it shape you you learn from it you pick yourself up you rub that dirt off your shoulders like Jay-Z said Mm. And then you go on with the other 99 problems. But this bitch ain't one of them. So you just keep it moving. That's all I'll say. 
Oh, is it, is it my? I mean, sure, if you want to show But I'd say to anyone going through it, uh, it's okay to not be okay sometimes. But um, I'd say definitely it is a process of understanding, learning, and like it was just said, keep moving forward. Keep trying new things. Nothing's going to be the same for everyone, but as long as you keep trying, you will eventually be able to find some solace in your situation or better understanding of how to move forward if you feel stuck. So always keep trying. Sometimes it's okay to not be okay or to cry or to let emotions out. But if you are feeling a certain way, Seek resources, seek comfort, seek guidance, and keep moving forward. Like awesome. you are strong enough. You are, yeah. They they are strong enough to get through this. You may need to ask help. You don't need your pride. All, all my guys out there that you've been told to be a certain way, don't worry about that. Like you define you, and you keep trying to be the best version of yourself that you can be. There's no shame in asking for help. That's one thing that I've learned in my life. There's, there's never a shame to say to someone, even if it's a friend, an uncle, sister, brother, a teacher, a work colleague, whatever. A random stranger. A random on a stranger. Let out. If, you, if, if you need help, you say, please, can you help me? Mm. There is no shame in saying, I need help. I've said it. I'm not, I'm not afraid to say it. I'll continue to say it. I need help. When I need help, I will ask for help. And I, people should really know that there, there is literally no shame in, in, in asking for a hand um, because sometimes that one hand will be able to propel you out of the situation that you're actually in. So, yeah, definitely ask for help. Um, I, for one, am always a person who is quite optimistic by nature. Uh, I always believe that no one ever truly goes through something that they can't get through. Um, that's kind of one of my mantras and one of the things I always say when I go through hard times because we all have our good days, we have our bad days, we have times where like, you feel as though you're at a breaking point but I don't think that you can truly break. I feel that you can bend but if you basically have that mindset and that goal to basically persevere and get forward that you can make it through anything. Um, there was a time like during the whole COVID situation, I was, oh, I, oh of course the world had plans, so I'm not going to make selfish thing about myself, but um, I went through things that I was like, whoa, what's, what's going on here? This is totally different to me. And I remember there was a period where, and obviously um, I'm, I'm a kind of person who doesn't like to show my emotions. I don't like to, because of, I guess it's a conditioning uh, about how, or I've been conditioned to go, when I'm going through something that I should keep it to myself, I should quote unquote man up, this, that, and the other. Um, but there was a time where I confided in people close to me and that really helped. And there should always be a time where, you, you, you know what, you're never really truly alone. There's always someone there that cares for you. There's always people in your life that will give you a helping hand when you need it. As Carl and Shojun said, like ask for help. There are resources out there. There are things that you can do to make yourself feel whole again. 
um, there are hobbies, there are interests, there's communities out there that are, that are for you. So when in doubt, Google out. There's us. You have the, you have the anime freshmen. Yes. <laughs> you, you, have, you have people. So I said it before, when, when lockdown first happened, right, a year ago, I said it and I'll say it again. Shout out All Might. We are here. Nazadir? We what are Tashi Gakita. Fucking weeb. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, we are we are here. Like we are genuinely here. Hit us up on the socials, whatever. PlayStation, Discord, the chats, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, whatever. Smoke signals. I don't care. When I said smoke signals. We are here. If people need to chat to us... Mm. Now, listen, I'm not saying that we are the poster boys for mental health because Lord knows we're far from it. But if we can give you a helping hand, even if it's to brighten up your day, to make you laugh once, to make mm. you feel a different type of way, even if it's for five minutes, mm. ten minutes, three minutes, I don't care. We are here. As a group, the Anime Freshman podcast and the Anime Freshman as a wider whole we are here and yes I mean all of us as well Judge. <laughs> wait why are you I'm joking I'm joking I'm joking we are all here man we'll always be here and we ain't going nowhere we're, we're always here with open arms open ears and literally a shoulder for you guys to lean on um, I just want to say one last thing Actually, I want to say two things. One thing is entirely unrelated to everything we're talking about. <laughs> I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have it any way. Um, I just need to actually get, get this off my chest because I'm very upset about this. But the first thing I want to say, though, obviously, is actually contextually relevant. Mm. And what I want to say is that tomorrow will always come. Mm. I think that's so important for people to remember. Tomorrow will always come. Try again another day, man. And as long as there's a hope for tomorrow, there's always a hope that it can get better. The only way when you're at rock bottom is up. Mm. The only way is up. Hold your head up and look to the sky, my friends. Not trying to be preachy or anything. Mm. But, okay, kumbaya. <laughs> uh, I'm not trying to be preachy or anything, but I think... Many people these days have been through situations where they really, really felt helpless, where they felt like there is nothing left. There's people who are still going through things right now, something's really severe, and they don't know what to do. They don't know if it's going to get better. But hold your head up and remember that tomorrow is always there. Tomorrow will always come. As long as tomorrow comes, there's hope always and the second thing that I want to say which is um, entirely unrelated they charged me £10.90 for the for the mega burger meal is that right? what where? £10.90? <laughs> yeah because I've just checked my thing now I mean I deeped it that you said oh I couldn't finish the burger and I was like oh yeah no you definitely didn't get the quarter pounder yeah, I said, like, I did, I've just checked my, I've checked my online. Yeah, but £10.90 for a burger and chips. Don't get me wrong, oh yeah, that's right, I got £10.90 for a burger and chips. I'm thinking something's going on. No, I've burger and chips. No, 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 the menu is expensive, so I know that the Donna meat and chips is eight quid. 
Yeah,对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对
Facebook Anime Freshman, where you want to do Snapchat, Snap Off Anime Freshman. <laughs> we got a Discord community, it's Anime Freshman. <laughs> that. You know what we do, we've got the youtube.com forward slash Anime Freshman. Subscribe. Subscribe, watch the videos. We stream on twitch.com forward slash TV. Oh, twitch.tv. My bad. I forgot. Do you know what? I still remember when it was justin.tv. You don't know about that. Oh, shoot. That's a throwback. Showing your age. I'm free Hana. So, this is freshman. Carry on. Twitch.tv. Forward slash Anime Freshman, am I missing anything? Facebook gaming page. Facebook gaming page, Anime, anime, anime Freshman, freshman. Gaming. Mm-hmm. Gaming. We are on there. We do the blogs. Yeah, the blogs. We are on the blogs. Oh yeah, the actual website, you know, AnimeFreshman.com. I wish we had that cool. <laughs> like, listen, if you like blogs, if you like reading about anime rather than watching anime or listening to anime podcasts, check out the website, AnimeFreshman.com. Also, Forward if they want to know more about us, we're on the website. Animefreshman.com. <laughs> you get to see, like, know about us, who we, what we like, what Anime we don't like. Animefreshman.com. We have avatars, but one day I might have to holler at children and, like, talk about and bring our avatars to life. Animefreshman.com. Oh, yeah, an mm. Listen, Anime Freshman everywhere. We're all over the gaff. Literally, mm. all you gotta do is just keep it fresh and roll with us. Oh, you oh wow, you weren't there, you weren't there. Wait, <laughs> yeah. wait, wait, wait. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to this episode. We appreciate you. And don't forget, there's always a fresh start. Don't do that. No way. Don't do that. Don't call it out. Listen. We've had Shojan on today. Snap it up for him. Oh, Thanks. Yeah, Thank yeah, you for joining us. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very Thank you. much. We've had Pizan on the mic. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you, thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I've been Carl O, a.k.a. your girlfriend's best friend. Please, such ass. You are really a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've had the main guy, the one and only Jud as well. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. We out. Yeah. Cool.